I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I'm coaching Katie, who called because she finds that multiple times during the week, she ends up eating foods that she says are not that healthy. And well, she's right. Um, specifically sugary foods, fried foods, and cheesy foods. She lives in Wisconsin and understandably loves those cheese curds. But, uh, and that's fine. Like, and and she she's okay with enjoying indulgent foods. The issue is that it happens many times during the week. And even more concerning is that when she starts, it's really difficult for her to stop and she tends to overeat. And she believes that this is what's preventing her from losing 10 to 20 pounds that she's wanted to lose basically her whole life. And frankly, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if, if you're overeating, you know, three, four five times a week, really highly calorie dense foods that adds up to thousands of calories a week that, you know, over years will definitely add up to enough weight where you'd, probably not want it there <laughs> given a chance. So Katie and I discuss why she has so much trouble pumping the brakes in these situations and come up with a plan or an idea of what might be the issue. Um, she's had some resistance to de- developing a mindful eating habit, and which is understandable. It's a really hard thing to do. And it's not necessarily the most fun thing that's going to happen in your day. And So it, but like, as we discuss it, it becomes more and more clear that mindful eating is really the missing piece of the puzzle for her. And so in this episode, it's really about convincing her of that, you know, showing her that, that like all of the dish, the difficulty that she's experiencing is a result of her being on autopilot and just not being conscious enough during these episodes to pause and make a different decision. So if if overeating and being on autopilot is something that's difficult for you, and also if you've tried mindful eating and haven't had success in the past, definitely give this listen this episode a listen. It, it's a quick one, but we really talk about why it's so important and how to implement it. So give it a listen and enjoy. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. How can I help you today? Um, So I've struggled for a while uh, wanting to lose weight. Um, So I graduated from college a couple of years ago after gaining kind of the classic freshman 15 or more. Um, And I managed to lose most of that weight. So I'm back to kind of my like weight in high school, but I wasn't really happy with that. So I feel like overeating is one of the main problems I have uh, because I work out probably like four to five days a week, Um, but I think I eat a lot more desserts and fried foods than I really should. Okay. And just like overeating, not just having like a little bit. Um, So I read your book and I really loved it and I really want to implement some of the strategies from that, but I think I have a real problem with self-control and kind of telling myself that maybe don't eat this cake now. Or I know you talk about it in the book a little bit that try not eating like that treat just once and see what happens. And you'll probably, you'll survive, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I make excuses for myself kind of every time. Um, so I just kind of want to figure out how to get over that. Okay. So can you give me an idea of, I mean, you say like you said that you gained weight and then lost weight and you're mm-hmm. at your high school weight, but you want to be at a different weight. How, how far off your target are you? I would say probably like 10 to 20 ish pounds. Okay. Um, and you feel pretty confident. So you're working out all this pretty regularly. Yeah. And so you think that the, the main issue is dessert and specifically your lack of willpower around dessert. Yes. And fried foods. I live and in Wisconsin, so there's like fried cheese curds and just a whole lot of cheese. So <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> so sugar, fried foods, and cheese. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're only human. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So it, it's interesting that it's funny because you kind of started off saying you read my book and then you said you had a problem with self-control and I feel like the main thesis of my book is that self-control is not the thing that you mm-hmm. should be worried about. I read the book and understood it, obviously. It's like, I like eating healthy food and I like how I feel when I eat healthy food. But whenever I eat unhealthy food and I feel like I don't enjoy it and I feel like, or as much as I should, because it's delicious, um, and that I can't control kind of how much I'm eating of it. So I'm eating like like way too much of like these unhealthy things. Like I'll come home and eat like a bunch of cookies or something. And it's like I could have had just one and I would have been fine. Oh, I see. So you're saying that you, you've internalized the message that you shouldn't deprive yourself. Right. But you're having trouble with the quantity. Exactly. Okay. And you mentioned that you enjoy healthy food. So outside of the overeating of sugar, fried things, and cheese, Mm -hmm. yeah, tell me about how you eat. I would say the majority of the time I eat pretty well, um, especially when I prepare my meals ahead of time. Um, I try to eat like a lot of vegetables, a lot of grains and things like that um, because I notice I just feel better. But I feel like when I've done that, I'm like, oh, you did great. Good job. And then let me eat all this junk food because I've been like, I feel like I still have that like good behavior mentality towards it. Oh, the moralizing. Yeah, exactly. So so take me through then. Like, so is it like, when is this, is this happening at a specific time? Yeah. Or in a specific scenario. Yeah. I, um, so I got my first like real person job a couple of years ago and <laughs> real person. Treat, yeah. Real person job. And, um, office treats are a big problem. That's one of the perks slash bad things about working in an office. Um, so if someone brings in like donuts, that's always a trouble. And I feel like the afternoon, slash evening. So afternoon at work is when I always kind of start to crave stuff like that or um, like the evening when I'm watching TV or something. Okay. So this is a a normal weekday habit. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the main situation. So these are not special occasions. No, no, not at all. Okay. And and it's often during the afternoon, not in the morning and not at night. 
sometimes it's both the afternoon and night, but never in the morning. <laughs> so it's like when I'm at work and it's probably around like three or four o'clock. And then I would say again after dinner around like seven or eight. What have you tried? Well, a few things. So I did the whole 30. I don't know what you want to call it, diet. Um, and I think that that really backfired for me because uh, it right. just it just made me want to eat junk food all the time. Um, that amount of restriction and discipline wasn't didn't work for me. What do you think it was because you were hungry or because you just felt deprived? That's a great question. I don't think it was because I was hungry because I was making. I feel like I did a good job of planning ahead. And that's probably the most I've ever prepared food in my life. Like I was really good about like, okay, well, I have to like roast these sweet potatoes or whatever for breakfast tomorrow. And I felt like I did a good job of that. It was just seeing like, oh, cake, cake still exists and like things like that. And oh, I can't eat that. I don't know. It just kind of backfired for me. Okay. And so what happened? Then I just started eating a ton of junk food. So then I, <laughs> I went on like kind of like a couple week kick after that of where I was just like, oh, I can eat whatever I want. This is great. And I noticed I did gain some weight after it. So whatever. Did you lose weight during it? I think maybe a little bit, but it all came back <laughs> after. Okay. So that how long ago was that? I think like I did that. I was the classic January. Okay, so four or five months ago. Yeah. So, okay, so you have tried the whole thirty mm-hmm. as an. We did. Why did you try that? What was your motivation there? I tried it because I wanted, basically, to get rid of the dessert, like the unhealthy foods habit. Um, and I was like, okay, well, if I. If I make a rule for myself where I just can't eat them at all, it'll be great. It'll totally work. I'll never want... Because the, their whole promise is, like, you'll never want sugar ever again. <laughs> and like, I was like... Seriously? Well, yeah. It's like, you won't even like how it tastes anymore after this. And I was like, great. Eh, wrong. That sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what, that's basically was my motivation. I was like, oh, well, only I'll just be eating like vegetables for the rest of my life and it'll be fantastic. But <laughs> You're like, I will love it. Yeah. I'm just going to live at the farmer's market. Exactly. Um, which I do like. I mean, it's not like I don't like it. It was just that total elimination thing didn't seem right. to work for me. Yeah. It's funny. It's interesting. So the... I know what they were thinking when they said that. Like it, it's this idea that you do your tastes do change. Like when right. you get when you're used to processed food and then you switch to real food, you're like, wait, that wasn't as good as I thought it was. And actually, I kind of love this other stuff. And and that certainly changes. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think they understand psychology very well. Yes. <laughs> and just the act of depriving yourself of anything. It's like don't push the red button. You know, yeah. it's like. Mm. And, and, you know, it sounds like you're particularly susceptible to that. Like, that's not a good strategy for you. Right. Like, I know it's happened to me with soda. Like, I haven't enjoyed or had soda for probably like four years. And it just, I just stopped drinking it and it just didn't become a big deal for me. Um, So I was like, oh, great. This makes sense. But just can't quit the the desserts like the soda. Yeah. So, so that's interesting, actually. That's a really interesting point because... 
that means that your your tastes have changed a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's you know it's it's there's a big difference between like sugar soda mm-hmm. and like indulgent food that's delicious, right? You know, it's like you know I I don't have any craving for Twinkies or Pop Tarts <laughs> or or soda for that matter. But it doesn't mean I never want to have a cupcake. Right. You know, it doesn't mean I never want to have ice cream. Like especially like when it's good, like right. and not like the crappy cheap stuff. So, cause yeah, for me, like the, the whole thing is like, I've learned to decipher the difference in flavor between like real flavor and like artificial flavors. And like the artificial stuff has just become disgusting to me, mm-hmm. but the, the real stuff is, is good. And, it, and I'm not going to pretend I'm never going to eat it again. Right. Or that it doesn't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So that really didn't work for you. No. And you already liked real food before that, correct? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I do. Okay. So then if you could like wave a magic wand and have the perfectly healthy relationship with dessert that you want to have, mm-hmm. what would that look like? I think it would look more like eating it maybe once or twice a week instead of, and I know you just had a podcast on where you talked about like, why do you need that number? Um, But it would be more like occasionally rather than like, I feel like I have to have it every day. Like, I think it kind of just feels like something that has to come after dinner or has to come after lunch, which I know it doesn't have to. I see. So right now it feels like a habit. Yes. Like a compulsion. Yeah. And you would like it to be less of a compulsion. Right. Can you give me some idea, get a little more specific mm-hmm. in your in your wand, wand waving, <laughs> your magical, <laughs> magical wand waving? How, like, in that case, like, what does it mean then if you only have it occasionally? Like, mm-hmm. what are those occasions? That would be, like, when my boyfriend and I really like to go out to dinner. So if there is, like, a really good appetizer I want to try or, like, a really good dessert on the dessert menu, maybe trying that instead of having, like, the crappy, like, grocery store donut that someone brought in (laughs) to work. People bring grocery store donuts to work? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's. And Come on, still guys. eat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like zero need for that on in the universe. I know. I know. Okay. So wait, it's not your fault. You didn't bring them in the office. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's never my fault, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what you're saying is you would like to have indulgences that are more meaningful. Right. And more worth it. Is right. that right? It's less of like a, oh, I'm bored. I'm just going to eat this dessert. And more of like, this dessert is like truly delicious and I would love to eat it. Okay. So you would like more intention around your dessert. And it sounds like, oh, actually, I have, I have a question. So it sounds like, does that, you do do that? Do you ever, I'm assuming you also do that? Eat when I'm bored. No, no, no. I know you do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, eat out with your either boyfriend, have the appetizer or have the dessert. Yeah. And some and sometimes that like is overboard too. 
So you also overdo it in those situations. Right. What do you mean? So let's say I, I eat and I know I feel full, but I feel like I have to keep eating because it's like, oh, this is so good. And I just, I feel like I don't stop myself, if that's making sense. So you're aware that you like are full and might mm-hmm. not feel well if you continue eating, but you do anyway. Yeah. And it's like, well, duh, I could just save it for later and eat it then. But I, it's like that doesn't quite register. Okay. Uh, that is, have you done the mindful meal challenge? <laughs> I signed up for it. And then I was like, oh, I'm totally going to do it. And I got all the emails and then I would be at work and I'd be like, oh, I can't do it today. Oh, I can't do it today. What re- what reasons did you give yourself? I feel like it's the same kind of reasons I give myself for like all the food kind of things. It's just like, oh, I'll start it like next week or like, oh, now just is like isn't the right time or like who cares? It's not really going to change anything kind of a thing. It's almost like you lack a belief in the impact. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I'm very good at making excuses for myself, um, especially, I mean, in the food related areas. Um, and I think it's just because you don't, I mean, obviously you don't see like the change or the effects of it immediately. I guess I'm kind of like an instant gratification person. So when you don't immediately see results, it's like, okay, well, who cares? Like it's never going to (laughs) work. Um, have you done it once? Mindful eating. Yes. Uh, yes. I feel like I have. Did Um, you, did you do one day of the challenge? Yeah, I feel like I did at least one day. Um, And it was so weird for me. I'm such a fast eater. And I was like, this is so like the chewing and everything. I mean, I I didn't eat. I ate a bunch less than I normally would. So I know it would work in the long run and it would be good for me. So, So your excuse is total bullshit. Exactly. They always are. Like, oh, it's not going to work. It totally works. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I know this would work, but I just, there's always like some kind of excuse I can find for myself. It's interesting because, I mean, based on what you've just told me, Mm -hmm. yes, it helps you eat less. Mm -hmm. But I think for you in particular, mindful eating is like the only possible answer to help you. Okay. And one of the the reason I say that I mean obviously like some things things happen and they they like it doesn't have to be through my challenge in particular, but the issues you're telling me is that you're running on autopilot a lot mm-hmm. of the time when it comes to food. Okay. Right? Like you're you're choosing bad things like that you don't find worth it. You're overeating them because you can't stop yourself mid-meal. Mhm to the point of discomfort and you're so resistant to stopping that, that mm-hmm. you didn't even complete the challenge, You're right. which is a surefire sign that you need the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Meditation is really hard and mm-hmm. mindful eating is not different than that. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's hard is because sitting still when you aren't used to it is like super uncomfortable. Right. And it doesn't become less uncomfortable unless you do it, but doing it sucks. So you have to sort of like plow through the discomfort. Okay. 
at the beginning. Um, but an inability to do that or an inability to be motivated to do that is like a classic thing that brains do to talk yourself out because your brain wants to keep doing what it's doing. Right. Right. It's like, I don't want to pay attention to the present moment. I want to eat all the food. Don't <laughs> stop me from anything. Blah, 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 blah. And it just wants to like, it's like a toddler, right? right. Like that, like all of our brains are actually the, um, the analogy that they're frequently used when, when you take sort of these like mindfulness programs, they say that you're like a puppy, you know, oh, and the way you train yeah. a puppy is like, you're like sit and it's like, it sits and takes your treat and then like runs away and goes and like does something else. And then you're like, no, sit. And like the way to train a puppy isn't by like being more forceful with it or being, you know, having better treats or trying to like bribe it. You just keep doing it. You just keep doing it over and over and over again until it learns. Right. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> do can you do you feel that like in your mind? Yeah. Pup, puppy tendencies. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not very good at meditation either, so it makes a lot of sense. Nobody is. Like right. nobody is born wanting to sit still and sit with our thoughts and chill in the present moment because the present moment has all sorts of things in it that are like scary, especially if you never have contact with them. Right. For you, I think it's worth giving another try. Okay. I still have all the emails, so I'll just, <laughs> I can go back through it. And, you know, if you want, um, ping me and, and we can restart them for you so you can sort of feel okay. like you're going through fresh. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like, because when I hear that you're, I like, I need more willpower <laughs> is, mm. you know, another way of saying I'm running on autopilot and mm. don't know how to stop this train. Okay. And autopilot, like, you, you know what I mean? Like when you're, you're in a habit loop. Right. Like there's, you just sort of, do you, are you, do you feel like you're even making a decision or like the decision is made for you? Like it's just made and then you just do it. Oh, it's just made for me. Like sometimes I'll be like mid treat and I'm like, oh, this, why did I even eat that? Like, I know I shouldn't have had this. And it, it's like, it just very, very autopilot. Yeah. And especially in your, when you like have those moments where you realize you're not even really enjoying it anymore, like you're not hungry anymore, or it's not even that tasty, you know, it's definitely not that thing you decided to go out with your boyfriend and get because it's totally worth it. Mm -hmm. It's like not that. Right. That's always so disappointing. (laughs) Right. And you keep going. Right. Right. And so in those moments, what it feels like is weak willpower. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's actually just like nothing at all. It's not that it's nothing at all. It's you're in a strong habit loop. Mm. So habit loops are totally automatic. So like, it's like, it's inertia. Mm. You know, you can't just like will it to stop or some people can. Those are rare people. And and it's not a permanent solution. That makes so much sense. (laughs) Now that you're like saying it out loud, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is exactly it, actually. (laughs) So the solution to that is, well, there's the solution to that is like making value-based decisions instead of running on autopilot, mm-hmm. the broad picture. But the, the, the solution practically is like you first, step one, need to be aware that that's what's happening and like have the wherewithal to pause and ask if it's what you want to be doing. 
Okay. And not in the way that happens when you're in the autopilot, when you're like, this is a bad idea, but you never actually stop shoveling. Right. <laughs> um, where you're just like, there's just like this guilty, like, thing on your shoulder, like, scowling at you, and the other one, like, rubbing its hands together, laughing. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, well, just keep going. Right. Because, like, in, if you're there with no training in, in mindfulness, like, you're kind of, you've kind of already lost. Like it's like, Mm -hmm. you're going down that train. You're going down that path where mindfulness comes in is it teaches you to constantly, because it's not automatic to be present. Right. We are, we live in our heads. Like what happens is like you, you get triggered, like something in your environment, like a plate of food is in front of you that smells good and tastes good Mm -hmm. or, or just smells okay and tastes okay. But there's sugar, fat and salt which is sort of like you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sugar, fat, and salt triggers, triggers your dopamine pathways, which is your reward pathways, which is not like, it's like cigarettes and gambling. You know, it gets like mm-hmm. that pathway. It's right. your addiction pathway. It's um usually not necessarily pointing you in someplace good, although it's a valuable, <laughs> it's a valuable pathway, but yeah. it's, it's can be, it can undermine a lot of best intentions. And when that when you get that it's a trigger and you you sort of automatically go into autopilot and once you're there it's hard to get out what mindfulness does like just and it's just a practice like it's not like something and and this is why actually so you described it as being sort of like something you were always able to put off and like discount for later mm-hmm. the reason i designed the challenge the way I did it was because that's what I was doing forever too. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the reason I was doing that is because I was trying to, I was like, quote, trying to eat mindfully like every day and in every meal. And I realized that that was just impossible. Mm, right. It's just like, no, <laughs> I'm yeah. too busy. And like, <laughs> there's people around and stuff. Like, it's just not practical. But I realized that I could do one meal a day. You know, it's just 10 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and that also, it had to be set, set aside, like something that I like planned ahead of time. So no matter what happened during that session, like no matter how bad I was at it, no matter how much I failed at <laughs> keeping my mind on my food, there was no excuse for me to be like, well, I'm just going to like read my book now or whatever. Like right. I was like, no, this is the 10 minutes. It's not very long. You can survive this 10 minutes okay, and do this practice. And the reason that's important is because it, it you have to practice because right. your, your default is to not do it. And what practicing does is it starts to make it a habit in your mind to check in with yourself. Hmm. You know, you start to learn like, like, oh, like you'll notice you'll be chewing and talking to your friend or like whatever, shoveling donuts in your mouth or whatever it is you're doing <laughs> that you wish you weren't doing. And like something will remind you of your mindful eating practice. You know, maybe something you chew down and you feel the pressure and you remembered feeling that same pressure when you were having your mindful meal. And your brain will be like, oh, like I'm doing something right now. What am I doing? <laughs> you know, like right. it gives you enough of a pause to break the break the autopilot for like a half a second. Okay. And that is your only fighting chance because you need like step one is breaking autopilot. Right. And that's hard to do. So you sort of have to start building that mental habit. Okay. That sounds manageable. (laughs) It's hard. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, What, 
I don't know if this is weird to ask, but what meal did you start with? Would you like switch around? I'm wondering like where I should start exactly. Yeah. So I do, I, I pick a meal that I'm the most isolated, okay. which for me is usually breakfast. Okay. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Cause what you want is <laughs> it's, you want the easiest possible situation. Right. Like if you're in a crowded like dining hall or something, like it's going to be even harder. What you'll find is that even in absolute quietude with a fairly straightforward and boring meal, it's still really hard. Right. So like when it's like donuts in a cafeteria, it's impossible. You know what I mean? Like at least for your training, at least for your like practice. So you want to set yourself up in a situation where it's like the easiest possible thing and realize and like sort of go through the process there and you'll see how hard it is even there. And then that'll give you a sense of what it's like. And and like during the program, I walk you through, you know, all the, all the issues that will come up because many issues come up and that's why it's five days. And there's a video for every single day because Mm -hmm. lots of things come up, obstacles (laughs) and they're all normal and they're all normal. Yeah. So the, the mindfulness is going to give you that pause. It'll, it'll help train you to have the pause that'll help. Um, Mm -hmm. it'll help you check in you. What happens usually is people naturally start to realize that they're not eating for any good reason and it'll start to feel boring and they'll just stop eating. Oh, okay. Or it'll start to feel unrewarding. And like when you can recognize that it's not rewarding in a conscious way that can like have a huge impact. Another thing is that you, it does give you the opportunity. I mean, you're telling me not only are you not eating mindfully, but you also have a goal of not doing this to yourself and of losing weight. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's a pretty strong feeling. Yeah. And it'll let you get back in touch with that and say, do I really need to keep eating this? You know what I mean? Like it'll mm-hmm. give you that extra ability to check in with your your deeper values and make a decision that's not like just robot reaction to a plate of yummy food. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my gut reaction. Okay. That it makes so much sense. I mean, I feel like the autopilot kind of always overrides any like little, little voice. It's like, maybe you don't need to do this or maybe, you know, just reminding me of my goals or something, but the autopilot always seems to kind of override stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're at this in a soapbox at the top of a hill, right. you know, and you've already tipped over and like gravity is like, yeah, I should totally not be doing this. <laughs> you're just like going down <laughs> the hill. <laughs> you know, there's, 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 it's hard to stop that. I do want to spend a, a little minute though, asking you about the, the moralizing. Mm-hmm. Because that, you know, that can also be a factor here. And by the way, the mindfulness will help with that too if it if it does come up that that's an issue. But I just wanted to check in with you and see how big of a role you think that might be playing. That's a great question. Um, I feel like it only plays a role when I've eaten something that's not really good or not and I mean like taste wise not like health wise um or I've eaten like a 
larger quantity of something, like more than I, like I noticed that it's not as good as when I started kind of a thing. So I think that only starts to kick in when I'm no longer like when the, when the autopilot thing kind of runs and I, I'm just kind of eating for eating instead of eating because something's good. And then you, and then you feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't, that, that, that doesn't it sound like too bad of food, mor- food moralizing to me because, so you're fine like eating, like when you're out with your boyfriend and do the, the, the restaurant thing. Right. You don't feel bad like about split, that. No, split it, like splitting a dessert or something doesn't bother me. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That means you have a healthy understanding that some food is indeed worth indulging in. <laughs> Just delicious. <laughs> yeah, and that's good. That's part of that's part of life. I actually totally agree that food that's not worth it should not be eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's when it it's like I kind of realize what's happening mid mid eating. Um and that's when like the I don't the moralizing starts. It's like not surprising to me that the way you're describing that what you eat is sort of, or the way it happens is like, you're just on this sort of autopilot track and that the foods you happen to be eating overeating are sugar, cheese and and fried foods. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, it fits so well. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I could like draw a diagram of how your brain's working and like, Mm. (laughs) um, because it's like that dopamine pathway is so strong. That's exactly the feeling of dopamine. That's exactly the feeling of like, I just need one more cigarette or, Mm -hmm. you know, just one more pull of the slot machine. Yeah. It's those darn cheese curds. (laughs) Yeah. And they're delicious and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You just don't like the issue is that you don't want this happening. You don't want this ruling your life. Right. You want to be in control of when you have that and when you don't. Exactly. That seems fairly straightforward. Do you think you can, you can handle five days of mindful eating? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds very manageable. Are you more um, convinced it's worth it? Yeah, because it seems, I mean, having like a plan or at least a starting goal to only do, I mean, five days isn't that long. So it's like, okay, it seems like something that I can't just be like, okay, this isn't going to work. Yeah, it's not even five days. It's five meals. Yeah. So it's not (laughs) even that it's, there's like not a ton of excuses that I can give myself. And I feel like just keeping in mind like the longer term types of effects will just reminding myself of those will help. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, do you have any other questions? I don't think so. I think you answered all of them. Holy smokes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And good luck. Keep me posted. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose, and if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called 
the myth of willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.